Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Not Your Average Tea Time podcast. I'm your host, Tobaria, and today we're going to recap the New York Jets' loss to the Atlanta Falcons. They lost 20-27 to in London, but the game was not that close for the majority of the time. Zach Wilson had another interception, and that one, I think the cornerback just made a good play, I'm being honest. It wasn't like it was another one of those boneheaded throws. So we saw a progression in that aspect again. He didn't have any touchdowns passing, but he did have 192 yards. And, yeah, the Jets' defense has been a bend-but-don't-break defense the majority of the season. And this time, they finally broke, letting up 10 points in the first quarter. They couldn't really keep it close. The Jets were looked lifeless out there for the first half, which has been the trend for most of the season, so they really need to figure out how to get that under control. Our boy Zach Wilson went 19 of 32 for 192 yards. So that's about 10.1 yards per completion. He looked good out there, except when it came for the short passes. There was a bunch of short passes and yards and plays left on the field where we just couldn't convert because Zach Wilson missed a wide open layup it's kind of frustrating and intriguing and confusing all at the same time because he can hit deep passes like it's nobody's business I believe he leads the league in deep passes however he just for some reason cannot hit the open layups Jamison Crowder has opened on the screen was wide open on the screen Zach Wilson threw it in the dirt I think there was another play. He might have tried to throw it to Michael Carter in the dirt. So he got to work on his short passes. And afterwards, Robert Sala said that, you know, he, he's working on it. You have to just believe him that he's working on that short pass. He's working on the layups. He's working on playing born football. And we'll see it happen when we see it happen. The Jets are just lucky that we have a bye week so they can try to get some extra time in to figure out how to get those easy layups because right after that bye week, we go right to New England, and that's not going to be an easy game for Zach Wilson. Even though Travis, your boy, Davis Mills balled out and almost pulled up the upset against New England Patriots today. Zach Wilson, I would be surprised if he has that kind of game, but hopefully they can take some of the things that Davis Mills did well in that game against the Bill Belichick defense and apply it for Zach Wilson. Let's talk about the running game. It was non-existent once again. Michael Carter had some good runs, but the longest run anybody had was for nine yards. Michael Carter had 10 attempts, 38 yards, one touchdown. Ty Johnson also had a rushing touchdown. So the running game looked like it did okay because of the two touchdowns, but really they did not do well for total yards attempted on that. So the Jets really need to figure out how to improve the run game and the problem is Elijah Vera Tucker's the left guard. He's really good at run blocking. George Fant, not so much. Connor McGovern, the center, not so much. Greg Van Roden, not so much. Morgan Moses, the right tackle, yeah, he's pretty good. So you got two or five offensive linemen who are good at run blocking, and they don't play next to each other. So it kind of makes it hard for the offensive line to open up some holes for the running backs to get going. But there's good news on the horizon because after this bye week, hopefully they can get Makai Becton back. Him and Elijah Vera Tucker, left tackle, left guard, 
can hopefully open up some runs and we can see some 15, 20 yard runs happen like from Michael Carter because he's really came into his zone here. So hopefully that's the case, but we'll see. We'll see how everything happens when it comes back. But let's talk about the receiving core here. Corey Davis led the way with targets, seven targets, four receptions, 45 yards. I believe we did have another drop. So this has basically become the Corey Davis drop watch podcast, which we'll just have to figure out as we go if it's going to be a continuous problem. But it was good to see Keelan Cole come back. Three targets, two catches, 38 yards. He did a pretty good, had a pretty good game. Jameson Crowder. Four catches, 24 yards. I thought he'd have a bigger impact than he did, but nothing was working well today. Elijah Moore, two targets, zero catches. I know you guys are tired of me talking about him every week, but let me tell you, he was wide open for a big game. And unfortunately, another thing you're probably tired of hearing me talk about, Greg Van Roden, the right guard, got beat like a drum again and forced Zach Wilson to step off his spot. Couldn't step up into the throw, and he just couldn't get the throw down to Elijah Moore. But he was wide open. The ball got there eventually, but it was out of bounds. So if he had one second to step up playing his feet, that would have been a big play, potentially a touchdown. We'll never know, though, because Greg Van Roden got beat like a drum. That's a pretty consistent thing. I said this in the group chat to the boys. I said, the Jets should call up Washington and say, what is it going to take for us to get Brandon Sheriff to play right guard? Because Zach Wilson can only grow so much if he doesn't have one second more because Greg Van Roden keeps getting beat like a drum. It's really giving me some bad vibes about his development if they can't protect him in the interior offensive line. They need a new right guard. They need a new center. And they need it in the worst way. Center, they can probably fix that in the draft by taking the kid from Iowa whose name is escaping me right now. Right guard, like I said, let's call Washington up. Say, Brandon Sheriff, come on over. Plug him in right away and prosper. Makai Becton's coming back after the bye. Jared Davis, I think his name is, is a middle linebacker's coming back after the bye, which is good because C.J. Mosley, and Quincy, Mo- Quincy Williams, they need some help. They, they need one more dog in that middle linebacker defense spot. So reinforcements are coming. It's just going to take some time. It takes some people to get healthy. And hopefully that they can make Mac Jones struggle like he did sort of this week. Let's talk about the biggest reason the Jets lost. And not the biggest reason. The biggest reason is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson didn't play well. But the defense couldn't get any pressure. Last week, they had seven sacks against the Tennessee Titans. This week, I don't think they got to Matt Ryan once. And another thing that they said on the broadcast, and I think I may have read it on Twitter, is that one thing we didn't factor into the final result is that Matt Ryan was going against his defense every day last year. Our defensive coordinator was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, so he knows how to pick apart that defense. Matt Ryan has been in the league for a very long time, so it stands to reason he was going to get his and the Jets were just going to have to try to contain him. I do want to, there's a positive thing to this podcast, all right? There is something positive I want to talk about. Even though the Jets let up a lot of yards, their cornerback still, I don't think they let up a passing touchdown 
yet, or if they have, they didn't do it this game. Cal Pitts went off against the Jets. It was his welcoming party. Everybody thought it was going to be Zach Wilson's, but it was Kyle Pitts. He went for like 120 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown wasn't against a safety. It wasn't against a cornerback. It was actually against a defensive lineman. The Jets' young corners are still performing very well. They're still performing very well. I had a little pause there because I wanted to say something. Like We're talking about a, a good moment here, but one thing that really frustrated me was that the Jets kept putting defensive linemen in coverage. And every time they did it, Kyle Pitts got 20 yards. So next time, when especially when they play the Patriots, please stop putting John Franklin Myers, who you just signed to a massive deal to rush the passer in coverage on the most athletic tight end that ever came through the draft. Please don't do that again, all right? Please don't put Bryce Huff in coverage. He's not a coverage linebacker. All right. You pay him to rush the passer. So have the people do the things you pay them to do well and maybe do less of the things that they don't do well. Like put 350 pound defensive linemen in the coverage. The Falcons are who we thought they were. Plain and simple. The Jets came out, did not play well to start, and they really have to get that figured out. Here's the hoping they will. There's a lot of football games left. And the one thing I guess that I put in perspective after the Jets loss was we didn't expect them to come out and make the playoffs. That was never the expectation. The expectation was that they would score some points and be fun to watch. So far, it really hasn't been that, but we'll see how it goes. For now, there's the Chicago White Sox. We're going to go home against the Houston Astros baseball on and Patrick Mahomes is going up against Josh Allen for Sunday Night Football. I'm going to enjoy those games. Luckily, I get a break next week from watching the Jets. <laughs> Don't got to put myself through that. But after that, we'll be back with a recap game once they play the Patriots. For now, I'm your host, Tobaria. This is the Not Your Average Tea Time podcast. We'll talk to you soon.